0: What's going on, everybody? So that what you just heard at the beginning of this show is my man, Reggie Rock. He got his new project, Project Love Letter, coming out June 1st. You can order it early. Right now on iTunes, you can pre-order it. Brother is amazing. He's one of the best gospel artists I've heard. He's one of the realest cats I know. It's just amazing. And I always tell him, I say, bro, you the real deal. And He always thanked me because I think that he thinks... Because, like, we got this little Christianity brotherhood and I'm going to pump him up just because I'm a Christian. I'm like, nah, dog. like, I don't care how Christian I am. If your stuff trash, it's trash. And you the real deal. So don't take it lightly when I say you the real deal, bro. This ain't, re- this ain't just sound soundbite. So me throwing some rhetoric at you because I want you to feel good about your trashy work. This is me telling you good because you good. So last week's episode where we talked about yay versus LGBT, my homeboy hit me up and he said, gee, and my homeboy gay is a, like, he is uber gay. He hit me up. He said, hey, gee, boy, there you go reaching for the stars again. And we laughed like a mug for about an hour and a half and we chopped it up. And one thing that I'm learning, and it's such a beautiful transition for me, a beautiful growth, is that. You can disagree with people and still be respectful to them. For the longest time, I didn't want to be around people I disagree with because I'm like, yo, somebody got to change the way they're thinking or change the way they're living or else this ain't going to work. And, you know, God is growing me up as a man, as a brother, as a Christian, and he's allowed me to see that, yo, look, you can be cordial. You can still talk. You can still share thought. It ain't got to be what you, what you think it is. Just because it's you, because even me as God, like God saying like, yo, as God, I don't interfere with people's free will and I am the ultimate standard standard for morality. So you, George, with your flawed up self, share your thoughts with people, but don't try to change anybody. You plant seeds. Let them plant seeds. If it's real, it'll grow so you know i want i wanna thank uh i wanna thank god for that for the growth in me because some years ago I couldn't have had that conversation, and some years ago I definitely wouldn't have been calling dude my homeboy, but I've grown a lot and he acknowledged that growth which was uh which was a big deal for me so tonight's episode episode three again welcome everybody to the g spot podcast is good or Law abiding. That's what I want to talk about today. Because if you ask any person, like if you go into a room of a hundred people and you say, I want all the good people. If you think you're a good person, I want you to raise your hand. Just about everybody in the room going to raise their hand. We all think that we're good, but I just came to challenge thought. Like I always do. Are we really good people? Or are we just people who are law abiding and we put a good label on the things that we feel are good when they may not necessarily be all that good. So I'm going to read it. I'm going to start this one with a scripture. Luke 18, Luke chapter 18, verse 18 and 19. It says a certain ruler asked him and him is referring to Jesus. He said, yo, good teacher. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus look at my man and say, yo, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. See, the thing I love about Jesus is he had this awesome ability to be able to dig into the things that you were bringing to him and figure out why are you bringing this? Brad, why are you bringing this to me? Is this you? Is this like culture talking? Is this your family talking? Like, who is this talking right now? Is this really how you think? Like, what you got going on right here? So he said, why do you call me good? Because I'm Jesus and as Jesus, which was his earthly name given by his mama. He said, yo, Jesus. What do I got to do? Jesus said, why do you call me good? I'm a man. No one is good except God. So if by any stretch of your imagination, you think that good people get into heaven, if this is the implication behind your question and your, your word choice, if you think that good people get into heaven, my man, you are wrong and application denied. And in my search to find truth and in my search to find God or Christ or whatever it was. And for me, it's definitely Christ. This was one of the issues I had with the Muslim faith. You know, as Muslims, they don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. They kind of they don't believe that we have the the good news of the gospel, that Jesus actually died and rose again from the dead. They just say that he was a, a prophet, you know, a good guy. So that's where that's what the Muslim faith lost- lost me now the The thing about it is is a lot of times we associate how people interact with others, how people treat others. If you ever had an experience with a Muslim, it is a tremendous experience like they're really nice people they're fun they're they're uh open minded they're um cultured, I mean, all of the above. And you're like, man, that's an awesome person. And you start to be like, man, we're really not that different. I'm tripping as a Christian, thinking that they might go to hell or condemning them to hell. And it ain't that we got the power to condemn it all. But in this spiritual walk, as a man who has been fallen from the beginning when Adam chose to do what he did, we must have a redeemer. In the Muslim faith, there is no redemption. You just have to do good. But how much good can a man do to get in the presence, to earn his way into the presence of a good God? That's why I don't do the Muslim thing. So like I said, we think that we're good, but I'm going to make a small case and I'm going to present some stuff to us. I think I got a good episode today. If it's trash, let me know. But I'm going to try to paint this picture of the difference in a good person or what we think is a good person and a law abiding person. So, as I said, Jesus knew how to cut, cut through all the crap. So as people, this is what we believe. And this is just me taking some notes and jotting them down. As people, we believe that we're fair. We believe that we're honest. We believe that we're just, and we believe that we're humane. So what I do, this is how I study. I take one of those words, right? I take the word humane. And the definition of humane uh, via Miriam and Webster or or Siri, actually Google, I just say, hey, Siri, humane definition and she'll tell me. And it says of a branch of a branch of learning, it says intended to have a civilizing or refining effect on people. So I said, all right, let me make sure I understand what civilized means. So civilized, it says to bring people or a place to a stage of social cultural or moral development considered to be more advanced. And I'm like, all right, that's good. That's good. I got a little more understanding of that. I said, so all right, what does the, what does refine mean? So refine means to improve something by making small changes in particular, make an idea theory or method more subtle and accurate. So being humane makes us better humans. It increases everyone's humanity. So that's good news. Right. So we want to be more humane. We want to refine humanity. We want to become more civilized. That's all good stuff. So we're going to take those definitions. We're going to look at what it means to be humane, how we perceive ourselves as people, as good people. And we're going to really drill down to are we good or are we just law abiding? Right. So I want all of you listeners out there to imagine this with me. Like, imagine that one day you see it flash on the news and it says, you know what? Everybody within this country, in the United States, everyone gets three opportunities to rob a bank before you have to do any jail time. Now, my question to you is, how big of how big of a crew are you going to take with you? Now, notice I didn't ask if you would do it. I'm asking how big is the crew? Because now we got to think about what the split is going to be. If we're going to steal a million dollars, I got five people. That's 200 grand a pop. I got 10. That's only a hundred grand a pop. I got six. That's only 16 a pop. I mean, 160 a pop. It's not a matter of if we're going to do it. We're definitely going to get our three. in. We just got to figure out how we're going to scheme this thing and plot this thing out. And how we're going to split up this money. And then I want us to, then I want you to think about it. Think back for a second. It's like, all right. We don't even think twice about whether or not we're going to rob the bank. I already got my crew in mind to be real with you. I'm like, I know who I'm taking with me. I know who can do this. I know who can do that. I know who can do that. And I know, you know what I'm saying? I know the driver that can actually get us away. You feel me? So yeah, I got this thing mapped out and we ain't going for just a meal. We're going to try to get two while we up in there. See what happens there? It never crosses our mind that good people don't rob banks, even if it's lawful for three attempts. See, this is how we have to begin to think about our goodness. Because for so many of us, we devise that plan and we don't even think twice about the harm that we could potentially be doing to the bank, to the bankers. To those who actually have money in the bank. We're just thinking about hey, how I'm about to get my come up. So let's take it to another stage, right? Let's keep graduating in this thing because I like to move it and I like to actually bring this thing closer to home. Alright, so now let's say that we hear on the news one day. And here goes here goes that that stretch that everybody talk about. But I'm telling you, logically, it's not so much of a stretch. In all actuality, you know, reality, possibly. But in our logic, because we can think a lot further than we can live in a moment. Logically, it's not that far. So we know that unconsensual sex like we know that that's called rape. So just as we heard that on the news that you get three attempts to rob a bank, no consequences. What if, ladies, this is specifically for you because I know y'all listening. What if you hear on the news that men have three opportunities to rape any woman that they want before any charges can be pressed or any, uh, any level of prosecution can take place? So how many of you ladies actually cringe at the thought of that? I'm sure it's more than one of y'all. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you who are cringing was just laughing, thinking, and contemplating who your team was going to be when you robbed that bank? You see, in the first reaction here would be okay, gee, I, I see where you're about to go with this. You're reaching again. But what if I'm really not reaching? Like, what if this is really the logic behind being a good person or being a law-abiding person? Like, maybe the bank won't have any, like, maybe unlike women, like the women when it deals with rape or unconsensual unconsensual sex, maybe the bank doesn't have any traumatic repercussions. Maybe the bank doesn't have any emotional traumas that last for generations. But at some point, That bank was somebody's idea. In other words, that bank is somebody's baby. So if we're plotting to do harm against that bank, then we've indirectly plotted to do harm against that person because this was their idea. They were the ones that conceptualized that actually brought it to life. See, we look at direct harms and we say, oh, this is somebody directly harming me, so it's totally different. But I promise y'all, it's not that much different. So again, I ask are we really good people, or are we just law abiding people? And then we could get into are the laws really promoting our humanity? Are the laws really humane? Are the laws really refining us? Are the laws really making us more civilized? Because if they not, if they're not, then there's an issue there. And we really have to ask ourselves, yo, like, am I going to heaven? Like straight up, like, because if you if you think about it, I'm like, yo, I'm not that bad of a person. I ain't hurting nobody, I ain't doing this, I ain't doing that. At the same token, if I had three opportunities to rob a bank, I would. And from a male's perspective, hearing that you get three opportunities to rape a woman before any charges are pressed, most men are going to be like, yo, I don't care if I get 100 opportunities. I ain't doing that. But there are some men who are on the fence and they say, you know what? I did want that thing. And I'm a, if she don't get it to me, I'll take it because I got three shots. And again for you ladies that are cringing at the very sound of this foolishness I ask you were you or were you not just sitting and thinking about plotting on how you were going to rob that bank So now we're going to take you to we're going we're going to continue to progress and bring this thing home like I said the god spot is all about getting back exposing where we are as a culture in our thinking and getting back, actually striving, working to get back into the presence of God. So here's the second scripture. This is going to be the last one. Um, Psalm 16 and 11. He said, it says that you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I want you to hear that. So now we established with the first scripture that God is the only good God. So what we can do with our thinking now is say, well, if God is good, then the pleasures that are at his right hand must be good as well. So this is a good God who gives us good pleasure. But we know as people that we seek pleasure For ourselves. Now, the question now is, does the pleasure I seek, does the pleasure that George Raymond Hines Jr., the the pleasure that I seek, is it good pleasure? How do I know? Well, you go back to what God says is good, because if we believe God is good, if we believe that the morality of God is good, then we can't untie it from the fact that the pleasure he has for us is good but pleasure as a whole can be whatever we make it. So the question is, when we're involving ourselves in fornication, whether hetero or homo, is still fornication. Even in marriage, because marriage as is defined as a man and a woman, two men can't get married even though the law says that they can. So just because we're abiding by the law doesn't mean that we are good. Because man's law can't supersede what God has ordained. So in our fornication, when we masturbate, when we're watching pornography, George, when you're lusting over these women that you're trying to have sex with and you're bouncing all up in their DMs, are you seeking good pleasure? Or have you bought into this lie That because I'm not breaking the law, I'm still a good person for doing what I'm doing. Or the pleasure that I'm seeking is still good. When the word here clearly says that every pleasure is, every good pleasure is in God's hand. See, so often we try to make ourselves more than what we are. And it's nothing wrong with having confidence. Like sometimes we have grandiose thoughts of ourselves. But at the end of the day, we have to be able to take inventory of what's real. We have to be able to really dig and ask ourselves, you know, am I a good person for real? Or does my goodness just align with what I see as good, and is that good really just tied to what the law says we should do? Because if you remember last week, one of the one of the um suggestions that were brought up was that well, you can't put these two in the same category because one is against the law. And I asked, well, if it becomes lawful, is it okay now? And her response was no, it's still not okay. Because at the core of who we are in our attempts to be humane, to be diplomatic, to be forthright and truthful and honest, we know that there are some things that even if they're lawful, they're just not good to do. So, are you really a good person? Or is your goodness just tied to what society says is good and what's, un, and what's, uh, and what's lawful? Think about that. Thank y'all for tuning in. That's episode three. I'm George Hines Jr. Follow me on social media at George Hines Jr. Tag everybody, you know, the young women, the young men, because the one thing I love about what I do is that I ain't out of the woods on this thing. And I'm going to bring it to you where I am today because I'm striving to be a man of God. I'm striving to serve as Christ. And if I were to leave this earth today, my intention and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I'm pressing toward hearing those words from God Well done, my good and faithful servant. You shall enter into my rest. Y'all be blessed. Y'all have a tremendous weekend. Tag it. Share it with everybody. See y'all next week.